Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, folks. It is the 52-year-old Simon here. It's Laura over there. Hello. And it is Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life, the Relationship Podcast, the Moving Back to England Podcast, the... Parenthood. Parenthood, winter, sexual exploits. Not so much Moaning. Moaning podcast. <laughs> I'm going to start with a moan. It's Thursday, 30th of November. <gasps> so we're on the bridge. Is it 30 days as November? Yeah. So yeah. it's December tomorrow. It's December the 1st tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm going to put a link in the description of this podcast of the elves, a month's worth of elves. If you're doing the elves on the shelves, I've got... My whole last year that we did, it was the final year we were ever going to do it. Oh, good. And I say we. You worried me for a second because I hate those bastard yeah, elves. Yeah, well, you don't get involved, do you? Oh, I just, it, it's one of the... It's one of them things that you should do because... You're... I know, I know. And I just, I don't know. It's one of those new traditions Yeah. that I am against. From the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's zero degrees. It's, as I said, Thursday, and it was very freezing overnight. If you, you may have seen this this morning on my Insta, I posted some pictures of outside the back of our house, the palace. Christmas card pictures. I, I posted the cars outside with all the white roofs mm. and everything as we walked up to the train station today. I noticed actually walking was a little bit, just a Crunchy. slight slip. No. Oh, slip. Yeah. Gotta watch that. You can have your uh, camera out front ready to get everyone slipping as they walk past i need to speak to you about that because i have thought we're in the at the our office which is basically the the front room the parlor Mm -hmm. i'm going to get one of them little cameras on there so we can see whoever comes to the door um so uh it is the last day of november yeah it's been freezing yes which has been uh it's very i mean exciting but very cold last night we slept with Two furry duvets on the bed. Well, I think on the last episode, I said, I'm not doing too bad with the weather. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I am not enjoying being as cold as I am. It's... When your fingers can't warm up. Yeah. That I hate. In the house. In the house, yeah. So this morning, I I get up, what? Nobody likes... An hour, an hour and a half before you... Go on. Well, you can say nobody likes cold fingers. <laughs> Obvious. What were that in recently? What did we see that on about warming your fingers up? Like Geordie Shore or something? <laughs> I don't know. Not something I've watched. Anyway, um, 
yesterday morning, I went to go to the tube station up the road here. Betsy is a nightmare to get out of the house, by the way, our daughter Betsy Pearl, who, mm-hmm. great. She's a she's a late to bed, late getting up person, isn't yeah. she? She's, a, what do they call them, night owls. And she's pretty much fuck you in the morning, isn't she? She's like, she'll just lay there. Yeah. She's a picture perfect student, by the way, once she gets to school. And remember at the start when we first got back here, she was so worried about being late all mm. the time. She wanted to be half an hour early. Yeah. Not anymore. It soon wears off. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I sit down here in the morning, getting on my work and stuff, and I can hear you upstairs. I can hear the muffled... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's so annoying trying to get someone out of bed. Like, I don't like getting up. I, I'm fully aware of that. No, no. Once I'm up, I'm up. But I... I do not like getting up early. Yeah. And Betsy has to get up early. Like, I see kids walking past at 8.45 in the morning, normal school UK time. But Betsy's still on what I would call Dubai school time. Yeah. Where she has to go at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I got off the tube this morning coming back. I've now been up for four hours by the time I'm coming back, right? Two hours of that is travelling time on the tubes and walking about. I get back this morning... Oh, parents have stood mooching about outside school at Toppet Road. Yeah. I'm like, you fuckers. And I bet they've only walked 30 yards to get Five to school. Five-minute walk to school. i tell you what I do like to see. Do you remember when we used to fantasise when we moved back to the UK, that's how school life would be? Well, our friends who've moved back up north, who are living in some bleeding, picturesque village in Yorkshire somewhere, this, he sent me a, a picture of the school run of theirs. They basically walk off their land yeah. <laughs> through a bloody... Picturesque village graveyard. Through the farm gate. To the school. Yeah. Anyway, you know, whereas we're doing the full urban sprawl of travel, aren't we? But yeah, they're all at Top of Road this morning. Here's something I love, and I saw it yesterday. Um, The mums will drop the kids off, the local mums round here. Yeah. And I, at, we, at first I thought it was really weird. I didn't know what was going on because there were women your age on little tiny scooters. Riding the school because we're on a bit yeah, of a hill. Yeah, yeah. So women in like you know what do you call them? Long brown coats like Max. Yeah. Kind of dressed for work, but then coming scooting past on a tiny little three wheeled micro scooter with light up LED wheels. <laughs> and then I realised what it is is the kid wants to go to school on the scooter. The mums are riding them home. <laughs> the mum scooter club. <laughs> and they've got nothing on underneath their uh, yeah. things. Well, I, you're reading my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you're reading my mind. I've never asked. So yesterday, which is the day I was talking about, got up to the tube station and I'm stressed because if you leave the house 10 minutes late, which we do without fail every bloody day, Mm -hmm. you get to that tube station and the, what do you call it, the concourse, what's it called? Platform. The platform has got too many people on it. Not packed like it has been for us on some occasions, but you know you're going to struggle to get a seat. Right. And it's a long tube ride, isn't it? It's half yeah. an hour tube, then we get on another one for not 50 minutes. Limb. No, 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 no. Normally, on oh. a normal morning, if you're five, ten minutes yeah. late, oh, you okay. get in yeah, the yeah, rush yeah. hour traffic. Yeah. If we go when we should go, you always get a seat, yeah. right? So I'm already stressing that we're late, you know, effing and blinding as I walk up road. And then we turn the corner to the tube station and it's packed upstairs, street level. Yeah. There's, it's crammed with people at either side. People are walking off, checking their heads. We walk in. And a woman just turns around to me and said, they're not letting anybody in. And I couldn't quite decipher what was going on. The trains are too busy, something like that. The platform's too busy, it's dangerous, whatever. Oh. Which I find hard to believe because we were on a platform the other day that were like a bloody football match coming out. Yeah. Anyway, I just had that couple of minutes of dilly-dallying. Check me Google Maps and I'm like, I'm going to have to take you in car. But, you know, that can be dicey when there's traffic because, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was a bit of a caper. So then we come back down the road. I'm on phone to you, get car keys. Got to go in car. I get down here. There's two centimetres of ice on the bloody car window. Betsy Pearl has never seen, the ice is on the inside as well. Oh. Betsy Pearl's just signed car taking Instagrams, whatever it is, Snapchats of it all to send to a maze. 
And then, so I wipe the eaters on and we have to sit there for five minutes. It's just no fun. I, the, do you remember, that was the thing I said, that feeling of having to de-ice your windows. Would you hate I, it if I told you I loved it? I know you love it. I knew you'd love it. It's, it. it's How can you say it's something that you love? Like having to sit and wait, being cold, waiting for the heater to warm it's the car up. I'm just excited by it. Oh. Anyway. And when, when it's dark as well, oh, that combination... We drive to school and we have to drive through some posh areas, Hampstead, you know, mm. Highgate and everything. We see two urban foxes. but Now, I've seen them because I go out walking the dog. Yeah. So I see quite a few foxes late, in morning, uh, late at night, early in the morning. Betsy Pearl, he's yet to have seen an urban fox. I think I've only seen one, one once. Yeah. And it, it's... It's exciting. It is exciting. I mean, as you'll hear from this podcast, I get excited by the slightest thing. But I have to admit, every time you say the word urban fox, I can only think of Keith Lemon. Dressed up as the urban fox. Yeah. Same here. I managed to get Betsy Pearl to come off a phone and look out her window. The fox was right beside the car. By the way, this fox is walking down the road outside a school where mums and kids are going in and dads are like, you know. Yeah. Mums are taking the scooters, naked mums are taking the scooters off the little kids. The fox is just trotting along like a cartoon fox. I think that, do you know what I was just about to say? Wouldn't that be a great, um, like Disney animation, like an animation yeah. film, The Urban Fox? I'm claiming it. Right, yeah. And yeah, because whenever you say it to me, I imagine this fox who's like walking through all the people, which is just weird in yeah. itself, like saying thoughts in his head as he's walking uh-huh. on by, like, oh. I like the smell of your sandwiches. Exactly. You know, like that kind of thing. I'll be back for your bin. Anyway, less than a mile later, another urban fox outside another school just trotting along again. Mad, eh? Mental. Mad, mad. I love it. They're a great thing to see because they're like, they're a wild animal, aren't they? And they're just hanging out. I wonder if they ever turn on humans. Like, You'd hope so. So that's that, de-icing and cold. That's all been uh, very exciting. A quick birthday recap, I guess. we need. To, I promised I'd do a birthday recap. Oh, go on. Um, I, I'm sure you'll agree. I was very well behaved on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy for the entire day, I think. I think I did 24 hours of yeah. being happy. You were quite good, yeah. You've got to be happy with that, surely. We yeah. went. We went to the uh, most beautiful Toby Carvery in the world again for a meal. I didn't get told off this time. Yeah, I'm you happy. You did it all right. In fact, in fact, the guy this time was like, help yourself. And if you want another Yorkshire pudding, come back. Come back for as many as you want. That's the vibe. I was like, hey, where yeah. were you last time? The sad thing for you is that's the action you want at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> come back. If you want another, just come back. <laughs> and uh, one of the birthday highlights for me is we took... Uh, my cousin along from up the road. Her hubby was out of town and we've not seen him for a while. So we took her and her son along with us. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying you two was caning the drinks. I don't think you were by any means. But you'd had a few. And we didn't have enough room in car for everybody. They'd come on the train. Yeah. But I said, well, why don't you two go back together on the train and I can take the kids back? That's not... I, I offered. No, the reason I said it is because... I knew the train would get back first and it was the key to the house, you know. And you thought we could get another quick one in before you got Figured. back. <laughs> and we get to the train station. And this is how I knew something was going on with you two because you're both giggling and looking at the train times and you're like, they're doing one for half an hour. Oh, but there was one at 3.28. Well, the funny thing is, your your cousin looked at the phone because I, I don't know the trains. I know the underground, but I've not, I've not used the trains. This is an overground from the countryside. Yeah. So she's, she's got whatever app she's using. She's like, oh, it's not one for like another half an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm like looking around to see, well, is there a bar? That was my genuinely my first thought because I thought, well, if we've got to wait 45 minutes, I'm Classic. having a drink. The nearest thing is a garden centre. Yeah. And so then she goes, oh, well, there's one in two minutes. Well, we're at, there is, it's one of them little stations. It's not like- I'm you, parked at the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, get out. So off we run. We run up two flights of stairs 
then I'm like, well, where do we swipe? She goes, oh, that back down there. So we have to run back down the stairs. <laughs> and then I'm, she's, she's swiped hers and she's run back up. I'm trying to swipe it. The train's arrived. I can hear the doors opened. I'm trying to do the swipe thing with my phone and it won't recognise my face. I'm like, fuck. And I've got my, my big, like, my boots on, my big, huge boots. I can't run in there. <laughs> so I, then I can hear the beep beeps of the doors. I am trying to run up the stairs. I literally got in. And then we were doing the loud drunk talk. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I... That was one of my favourite bits of my birthday, just watching you two run off. <laughs> and I went because I thought, if you miss that train, I don't, I'm not waiting in car half an hour. Well, it's so nice to have someone to drink with for a change. Yeah, well, I thought that. <laughs> I've got a message from your birthday. Someone. Re- oh, I? Yeah, well, because I, did, I didn't get round to putting anything on Instagram or anything like that. Like, an, you know. There wasn't a single photograph taken of me on my birthday. There, no, there wasn't. We didn't take any photos. I took some, because what we did is we came back here. And this is what we do. We go for a big meal and we always plan to go out after, oh, we'll go do Christmas markets or something. Yeah. We did it when Honey came back a couple of weeks ago. We get back at tea time. It's dark and we're like, let's just watch Strictly. Strictly, nibbles, Put games. radiators on and let's watch Strictly. So, yeah, and I didn't get around to putting anything on. So, so your birthday actually passed by a lot of people until they heard the podcast. Yeah, the birthday recap. So I've got, hello, happy birthday, Happy belated birthday to Simon. I was at the Foo Fighters last night on the F1 and I was stopped by two people trying to barge past me. One girl did it on the last song. She blew and ruined the end for me. Right, so we were talking about this, about people last episode. pushing in. Yeah. So, And my thing was about concerts, when people do it at concerts. So it does. It, and because it, you either... I hate it, but I think it's fair game. Well, yeah, but you... No, I don't think it's fair game. Oh, because we were talking it, about it because Johnny Foreigner Johnny Foreigner was pushing past us, pushing past all the Brits politely queuing yes, at... Yeah. Um, and you said, if it's a queue for something to get in, you think... If say, it's a queue. Saying something's fair enough. You said at a gig, you don't think it but is. But if it's a bar... And look, I believe in queuing at bars. But if it's one of them bars that's rammed... Oh, and then... People don't, do they? They no. they just literally they it's survival find a space, of the fittest. find a space, you know. And then it's happened at guys and dolls. Two uh, people pushed in front, and then me. the barman looks at the pretty girl who's just turned up at the bar, and well, then there's people that have been waiting. Let me tell you, at guys and dolls, gay barman, and uh, I got that preferential. Did you? I did. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. I used to. I don't, it didn't happen anymore. From gay barman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's lovely. Anyway. Um. And then she says, Advocat and Snowballs, I um, I don't drink. She doesn't drink either. This okay. is from Michelle. She doesn't drink either. But she says she's had them in the past. And she said she loves. She also loved Baileys. And she said, the no alcohol Baileys, I need to find this. Now, you've had a few people. So to recap, it's almost four years since I gave up drinking, much to your chagrin. And... Um, <laughs> The only two drinks I miss are Baileys at Christmas yeah. and Snowballs at Christmas. Yeah. Because a, a drink at Christmas is nice, you know. One drink. Yeah. And um, we've not been able to find the the warnings or an Avocar, whatever it's called, Avocar, the yellow stuff. Yeah. Bizarre drink that is anyway. And I'm not that bothered about that. But the Baileys... A tradition we started, I think, when we went to Lapland. Mm. We were in duty-free on his way there, and we just bought two massive bottles. One was, a, I think, a salted caramel. One was a hot chocolate, Belgian chocolate Baileys, it was. And we got into his little glass igloo, and every morning and every night... In fact, I think I was pissed on Baileys coffee when I dra- <laughs> drove the fucking ski-mobile. Probably. <laughs> and I wasn't the one who crashed. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, we basically used it as a milk replacement. <laughs> well, we did. It keeps longer, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, that's what I miss. So you've, um, for my birthday, one of my presents was a, a pallet, <laughs> a pallet full of, um, well, it's called salted caramel. They're like a, It looks like a little can of pop, but it's actually cardboard. 
Yeah. And it's, the mech is called Twist. Now, again, I'll put a link in the description, but it's on my Instagram. You can see the little yeah. gans. I think they used to call it Twist Irish Cream, but now it's called Twist yeah. Caramel Cream. Well, that on its own, over ice, is so close to a Bailey's over ice. Yeah. I mean, you've seen me. I'm, I'm putting them away at an alarming rate. Well, now, now it's quite nice because it feels like we're having a little Christmas drink together. I keep chin-chinning you, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Chin-chin. But I am going to have to order some more. Yeah, because I'm drinking them too. <laughs> but, and I, ima- I mean, I imagine they're really good for you as well because it just tastes like solid, syrupy sugar. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then the other thing you've got me is, uh, which looks like a litre bottle of semen, but it's, because uh, <laughs> I keep one of them in the fridge as well, uh, just in case. It's uh, called Skinny Barista. Now, we had one recently, a salted caramel one. This one is an Irish cream one. Yeah. Again, you'll see it on the same picture on me uh, Instagram today. And that's one that you put in your coffee. And no. I've got to tell you. I, I had a little sip of yours. It was quite nice. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. No complaints on that one. Yeah. One thing I do want to complain about is the Christmas market that we went to. So last weekend, Honey came back for my birthday mm-hmm. and uh, did a usual trick. Had a roast, fell asleep like a bear. She did. She did. Literally. And, and, the and thing we were is, playing games. And now we were having a gathering. Right next to her. people here. Well, yeah. Family. That, yeah, but it's I mean, people here. I bet when she's in her fucking flat at uni, any sniff of a gathering in kitchen and she's there with <laughs> bells on, dressed like fucking Britain. This is what they have to do, in it. Every time they meet in kitchen for a drink and have a little party... They've got to fucking dress up as something. Wow. She sends me a picture the other day with a moustache. I thought she's finally she's finally turned. <laughs> she's dressed as Freddie Mercury. I know. And then they only went to this party for like an hour. So they made all the effort. They all, like, all got dressed up as... When did that stop being fun? What? Because dress- now, now going to a party, I'm vehemently against. We and know. I was, as you'll remember, I was against it even when I drank. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... I hate people. Yeah. Um, when ha- having to dress up. I mean, yeah, just going to the parties a bit. In fact, the last time, it was the day after the last time I drunk, was that New Year's Eve party with in Dubai. Yeah. Where you had to get dressed up. and Oh, the, it was 70s. Your parents were there. Yeah. And even... A man on my grumpiness level, Dennis. Yeah. Your old man. Even he dressed up. He did. He went to so he much went to effort. so much effort. And you know what? And I felt so bad because that was the New Year's. I just felt awful. And I was like, I'm going to have to go home. We drove to this party. I mean, I don't like to see you ill. But I was silently clicking my heels. <laughs> Half an hour at a party and you went, I've got to go home. I'm like, I've not even... The car's still warm. I know. Well, I did that thing where I thought... I'll just have a couple of drinks. I'll feel all right. Nah. And then I felt so bad because everyone had gone so much effort. Yeah. and But it, I hated it. Yeah. I, I I am overdressed, getting in fancy dress. So back to Honey. Leo's not been, by the way. He didn't come last week. He was supposed to be coming this week. He's bailed on that as well. He's busy with his college work and filming. So we'll be seeing him towards Christmas, I guess. Uh, Honey has got to get a train back. It gets to Sunday. I didn't want to go out. It's cold, it's dark, I didn't want to go. You've got this romantic idea of Christmas markets, which on paper, I love. Yeah, well, again, I've been doing my London research, and it's like, these are the best ones to go to. Yeah. So we went to Leicester Square. Yeah. It was the biggest write-off. And it's a shame, because they've done it up so nice. They've put all, like, fake oh, it looks... wooden wall around, yeah. so, so they've like actually blocked it off. It's that square in the middle, so you can still walk all the way around it. And the trees are beautiful. The trees yeah. have got all white shimmery lights on. It's packed with tourists as it always is. It's free to get in. And then you get in there and it's just like... Well, literally, there were, most stalls were crepes and, I don't know, like sweets for £15 each or something like that. Yeah. There wasn't... There were, like I was expecting sort of mould wine stands, the... Um, Baubles. Yeah, the little wooden, wooden, toys. wooden huts with all the wooden sort of yeah, that's what you Austrian want. toys. But or and it just it didn't feel like that at all. We were and in there two minutes. It was such a shame. And we, by the way, we're not naysayers with this. Everybody knows how much we love Christmas. Yeah. But um, 
it didn't it just didn't have that Christmassy vibe in there it 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 felt like you're being it was just food stalls yeah not and not even Christmassy food stalls so it was absolutely rubbish then we walk over to Covent Garden which was nice yeah I'm gonna say this and I'm not being racist here right there was a having lived in the Middle East for years it's such a it's such a juxtaposition in it because we lived in the Middle East and the malls and everywhere goes crackers on Christmas, excuse the pun, Uh, big trees everywhere, baubles everywhere, Christmas songs from about October onwards in Dubai, Mm. just like it is here. And all these people who moan about it, you know, like if you don't like our traditions. Well, we lived in Middle East and they pretty much let us get on with Christmas. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, well, even... um... At the schools, the, the Muslim families used to love celebrating yep, Christmas with the kids. So it was funny to see in Covent Garden, which was rammed, by the way. We went and stood under the Christmas tree. They had big um, mirror balls in the market, in yeah. the, you know, the covered market bit. All pretty, twinkling everywhere. But I would say 80, 90% of people there were Middle Easterners, Right. Right. That was the vibe I was getting. I didn't notice. I'm but... not saying this in a bad way or anything like that. But I think that's London in general, isn't it? That Everybody that... looked like they got expensive designer clothes on. It looked more apres ski than it did walking around <laughs> London. And what I noticed is, I mean, the girls as well, but definitely the lads, these Middle Eastern looking lads, they're all walking around in groups of four, five, six, and they've all got white puffer jackets on. East 17. Well, the first thing I thought was Middle East 17. <laughs> what a great cover band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very Isn't good. that a great cover yeah. band? Middle East 17. So, not being racist because I feel like knows. I ruined your joke there. You didn't ruin my joke. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> your dad. No, it wasn't supposed to be a joke. I thought it. Then I sent it to a friend of mine and he goes, great joke. But it weren't. It weren't meant as a punchline. Yeah, That's yeah, no, the I, first thing I thought. Yeah. I, well, I, I have but to. It was really nice to see. Oh, no. Uh, I think... That's, Look, that's I loved Ramadan. Things. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I love Diwali. You know, anywhere there's twinkly lights, I'm on board. When, when the locals in Dubai got married, you know when they spew up lights all over the villa? Yeah. Loved it. It looks like the Griswold's house on um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. A billion twinkly lights on their house. Every time I saw a house, that I was so happy. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was quite an observance. Covent Garden... Be- obviously miles better than the Leicester Square Christmas market, but you couldn't move. Yeah, and I think by then we were kind of in a bit of a rush anyway. So that I think had we, you know, had a bit more time, I think Covent Garden's actually really nice. Um, the one I'm looking forward to is Trafalgar Square. Yeah. But I've been holding off on that one because the Christmas tree lighting's next week. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Still not December, by the way, and I'm feeling so Christmassy. Yeah. December tomorrow. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, let's wrap up today with a bit of media talk, a bit of TV and film talk. Okay. Let's have a run through what we've seen. First of all, we watched the Willy Wonka premiere in London. We didn't see the film. We watched the TikTok of the red carpet. Was it a purple carpet? I don't know. No, it was red. Chalamet with no shirt on, freezing. Yeah, he was brave. Good looking lad. Uh, and all the celebrities there. Uh, Olivia Coleman's bleached her hair blonde. Mm-hmm. Lovely to see. We're excited to see that film. We watched Genie, which is a Richard Curtis film. It's set in America. But it is a Richard Curtis film. 
Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is the titular genie. I love her. I thought that was a good Christmas film. It wasn't as yeah, it wasn't bad. It, like yeah. it's it's easy watching, quite funny in parts. Will it become a Christmas classic? I'm not sure, but it was very watchable. So if you've not seen it yet, genie. Yeah. We also watched David Holmes' The Boy Who Flew. Oh my goodness! And no. What is it? The boy who lived. Yeah. Sorry, apologies. David Holmes was a stunt double on the Harry Potter films, who you may or may not remember. A stunt went wrong. He broke his neck. He ended up paralysed from, I think, from the waist down. So he still had use of his arms and everything. And it's the story of that. It's the story of how close him and uh, Daniel Radcliffe are. And it is, I mean, it's a hard watch. It is, it is. But he, he wanted his story told. and Because I, I didn't know about it at the time. So, um, but he's such a strong lad and what he does for the people around him i think is amazing but yeah it's it's um it's heartwarming as well it's it's, it's heartwarming but it's heartbreaking yeah you know yeah. i don't think there's you know without giving anything away i don't think it's not i don't think it's a bleak outlook yeah you know but um for positive mental attitude that guy is yeah an inspiration but well worth watching david holmes the boy who lived Give that a go. Um, we've been watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Controversial this year, of course, because of Farage yeah. in there. I think we mentioned him on last podcast. Well, Everyone men- seems to be leaving. Yeah, we mentioned we were watching it. Um, there's a woman who just decided to stop and look out, look at our decorations. Yeah, we've got some crimbo decorations. She just literally up. just stopped. Um, but yeah, I we did mention it, that we were watching it. And a lot of people have decided not to watch it because he's in it. I've also seen the hoo-ha over the cruelty to animals. Yeah, which happens a little bit every year. Yeah, and I've always, us being, you know, like vegetarian um, all four animal, animal lovers, animal lovers, and you whenever know, I used to see the crocodiles' mouths wired shut, yeah, that yeah, used to I've, make me I've, feel... it's always irked me a little bit that I'm watching it and seeing those animals, and I've had that feeling this time, like because some of those animals are not surviving. And well, how can when you've got Josie Gibson? No offense to her, by the way, it's nothing to do with her size or anything. But you've got Josie Gibson and the one-off EastEnders when they were dangling in them glass boxes mm. the other day on the challenge. And they released whatever, yeah, ten thousand cockroaches and mealworms into each one. They're rolling about, so they're squashing loads of them. Yeah, and like you know, the one we watched yesterday, that that snake was not happy. You know, it like really wasn't. Happy. <laughs> but you know, it is hard to watch, and I think it, I shouldn't be watching this. And this year, but Anton Decker's so funny. Yeah, but the thing is, if they could do it without the animal side of it, I'd be happy. And what, where would what's the cutoff? For not watching Anton Deck being funny. Like if they shot a dog but did some really good jokes, would you still watch it? Stop. <laughs> Stop. But yeah, so this year Chris Packham's come forward and it's it's become quite big news and a lot of people are really... In fact, that ITV had to release a statement. Yeah. And I mean, their statement was a bit weak, to be fair. Of course. It's saying that, you know, they have... They've followed all the guidelines. I'm not sure they have. Well, Stuart Lee, the comedian wrote a scathing attack on the programme, ITV, Anton Deck, about all the things Farage has done over the years. Mm. Again, I should put links to all this stuff in. If you want a behind-the-scenes, by the way, uh, Richard Osman of House of Games yeah. has just started a new podcast with Marina Hyde, I think she's called, a Guardian journalist. It's called The Rest is Entertainment. They've only done one episode, mm-hmm. and it only got released a couple of days ago. And it's an in-depth look at telly and entertainment stuff. It's really good because he knows a lot about sort of behind the scenes, behind the curtain on telly. It's a really good listen. Not like they need a link to that pudding because I think it's like number one in bloody charts. Mm -hmm. But uh, the rest is entertainment. Maybe they'll do the same for us. (laughs) It'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice. And then it was the final of the Great British Bake Off. Ah, yeah. Now, last week, they were down to three fellas and one girl. I can't remember her name, the girl who was hard of hearing. Yeah. And uh, 
when it came to decision time, you were like, they'll not get rid of her because they'll not have an all-male final. Yeah. I genuinely th- thought they'd keep her for that reason. But finally, after all these years, men are being recognised. <laughs> <laughs> so we got an all-men final. Yeah. We got Matty. Well, our two favourites. Tell me the names because I'm terrible with names. You got Matty. Dan. Dan. And... Is it Joel? Oh, I don't know. Bill? Joe. I don't know. The guy who grows the massive marrows. See that fucking marrow that he pulled out to <laughs> end? Yeah. He grew a marrow that if we carved it out, you could live inside. But I think we, all along, we've really warmed to, to Dan and Matty because neither of them look like your typical bakers and they just they just seem like nice guys. They always seem to put in, like Dan seemed like, me a little bit of dad yeah is he any good in kitchen and he actually turned out he'd done some pretty decent stuff i think he fell off the wagon a few weeks ago yeah and i think he was very lucky to get to the final matty as i remember started off shite yeah but lovable but they always put somebody like that in. There were a kid from sheffield a few years ago they always put a guy but in. they normally go around go get out around two two three weeks yeah yeah they're a bit of eye candy, but you're like, you're in here with some proper bakers, I don't know if mate. they are, if they're eye candy. Oh, I, come on. No, Matty's... Matty's not eye candy. No. Bollocks. No. None of them are. Come on. No. Matty's a little cutie pie. Oh, yeah, but... Th- Prue Leaf was dripping every time she uh, spoke no, to him. No, I don't think she fancied him. I, well, but... hey, Prue's a goer. I know I'm not saying that. I'm saying... I think she's a swinger. Uh... Prue Leaf's a swinger. Right. She played away. Remember a couple of years ago, I told you about that article. They got, she got open marriage. Oh, well. So, what, are you saying that for, for your benefit? For Matty's benefit. <laughs> no, I like Matty was my favourite in the end, but I didn't fancy him or anything like that. And he just, I mean, he looked like a little boy, but he just... No, but what I mean is they'll put this lad in. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's stereotyping, of course, but... You don't expect much of them and they normally don't deliver. Yeah, but he has grown every week. And then it was down to these three guys. So the lad that we've forgotten the name of who loved his grandma and well, he his was... His grandma had died not long before. Yeah, right? and she really wanted him to beg off. And um, he has been consistently good throughout the series. He's he's won like... He should have won. A few t- you know, uh, what do they call it? Baker of the Week a few times. Dan started off really good, got a bit weaker. Matt, rubbish to really good. Then it was down to... Oh, no, I don't want to say. I don't want to say in case people haven't watched it. No, no, I think it's all right. Are I we think past we've passed it? the day. Are we past it? Yeah. Well, listen, if you don't want to know the result, switch this off now because we've nearly done anyway, I reckon. Although, you, you know, you might want to come back in a minute or two because there could be some NGMs. <laughs> um... What was his name? Josh. Josh. Oh, well done. You were. You were. He was. This, he was quiet and confident, and he did some absolutely top class bakes throughout mm. the season. It, it seemed like going into the final, he was so far ahead of the other two. And and day one of the final. Well, I would have said going in, it was Josh, Dan, Matt. That was the Matty was the outsider. Dan had been pretty yeah. good, and then Josh had been really good. So we were like, oh, Josh is going to win it. Even in the programme, for the first two thirds of the programme. Well, it became a, t- a two horse race, didn't it? It became oh, between Josh and, and Matty and then literally down to the final bake. And it sounds, I'm, I'm making it sound like it's exciting. It, <laughs> it is exciting. Bake off. And uh, yeah. And then me, me and you, it's the first year that you and I have cheered at the winner because punch, I feel like... Often our favourites just get pipped or they yeah. they don't make it to the final. And this year, Matty won and we were so chuffed for him. I think we should try and work out, maybe not now, but we should try and work out the Bake Off formula because the Bake Off formula is the guy I'm just talking about, the cute lad who yeah. never does much. You get a couple of oddballs, you know, yeah. like Jürgen. And like the one this year who the does forager. the foraging, yeah. you get you get somebody from an Asian country to to do all the uh, yeah somebody uh, who's mad. I'm putting fucking saffron on everything. Yeah, oh, this this year we had 
great lady from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka yeah, I loved yeah. her. She was great. And then um, you get an older couple, like normally a couple of older women that have done traditional baking. Like what, what you would call anti-dinner lady bracket. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of gay lads. Now, you normally get um, an outrageously camp one, yeah. a quietly gay one, yeah. and one who's probably around university age who's, you know, like yeah. fence sitter. Then you get finding the, himself. Then you get the mum. You get always get a mum in there. M- milf. You know what I mean? The bracket. I don't know if it's milf. No, but you know what I mean. It's like they always put someone in who's for the dads. Do you know what I mean? There's always right. like like you put the you know there's always somebody like that. You know, either that or they put a bit of filth in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's all coming out now. No, you know what I mean. Now, now I know why we watch it. And then, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good combination. Uh, funnily enough, when Big Brother started, I saw this guy do a great tweet about it. Oh, and he wasn't he wasn't a Farage, but he just put Big Brother's ticked all the boxes here: five gays, one trans, and just <laughs> listed it all. You know, uh, Tory in a wheelchair. It was so funny because it was like. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but yeah, so Bake Off, great. Uh, Strictly, we're getting very close to the end of Strictly now. Yes, we are. And... Phew. Leighton in the bottom two this week. Phew. Well, um, Leighton, again, and we watched it on my birthday. It was lovely because we were all watching it together. I thought it was really nice having a bit of a round robin. Yeah. But Leighton, who has steamed ahead. We said as we were dancing, and I, I know nothing about dancing. Yeah. But I said, well, that's the worst dance they've ever done. Yeah. But you think, well, they're not going to be in bottom because they're still and he's one loved, of the yeah. best. And somebody who I have not seen the fuss about, Bobby Brazier is his name? Yeah. Jade Goody's lad. Yeah. He's like a fucking... What are them big dogs? Is it... Is it golden retrievers or something? You know, in the puppies, so they they look like a big dog, but they're a puppy and they're all gangly. A, lab- a labradoodle. That's it. Labrador puppies. You know the, no, but the do- labradoodles yeah. with the curly curly hair. And you know, like they're like Bambi on ice, and they're all yeah. legs and all of this. And he seems like a lovely guy. Do you, you know, know what I? I actually think he is a lovely guy. He seem and for his age, actually. I think he seems quite mature. And he's not mentioned Jade Goody. What are we into now? Week 10, week 11? It's never been brought up. Every time they do the at-home camera mm. with his dad, Jeff, they never bring it up. And I thought, I'm surprised they've not mentioned it. Well, he saved it for his, uh, what do you call it, the cho- own choice Listener's week. choice, whatever it is. No, his own choice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he did a dance tribute to his mum, Jade. Yeah. Uh, to this woman's work, the Kate Bush song. Yeah. Wrongly attributed to Maxwell. I know Maxwell's covered it, but that's bugbear. Well, that's the version he liked, I think. Yeah, fine. But, but it was like a lyrical dance that he did. Oof. And it was beautiful. Moving. I, I'd say if you don't like Strictly, like this, every week there's a dance that I would say, just go and watch that dance. There's yeah. always one, but that, that this week well, stood out. Um Richard Osman on this po- podcast, he said about Strictly, he said it's revolution, it's a quiet revolution. And it is, because we avoided it for years, didn't we? We were like, I'm not watching a fucking show about ballroom dancing. I'm not wasting my Saturday night on ballroom <laughs> dancing. You know. I mean, I've still got that thing about it where I could not watch it. I could quite happily not watch it. I don't think so. No, I have. I, I have. Give over. No, genuinely. If we, But once you start... Sort of program like that. Once you've started Big Brother, once you've started I'm a Celebrity, once you've started Strictly, I like to see it through because I get invested in the people. But I, I could happily not watch it. But then I'd have to just not watch any because I don't like starting halfway through going, oh, who's that? What, what? You know, you have to. I think you, you grow to love the people, don't you, that are in these programs and you yeah. follow their journey. So, yeah. And it's not feeling as long now. There's less people in it. Yeah. Because the problem with Strictly is when you when it's at the beginning mm. and there's God knows how many of them, it feels like it's, about, I mean, it might be, but it feels like it's three hours long. And I get about halfway through and I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> like an hour and a half's enough. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been loving that. And that's uh, going to be coming to an end. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it, how they're all ending. Yeah. 
I bought <laughs> now a big thing in our lives to finish on this is the uh, radio and TV times and for 18 years we've had to get people to fly them out to Dubai for us even though they're not relevant to the TV in Dubai yeah they're just Christmas traditions they are as traditional as the Terry's chocolate orange as the matchmakers as the Toblerone as the, as the quality streets as the roses you've got to have your radio and TV times right mm-hmm so the other day I went to pick Betsy, the day the train's buggered up, I went to pick her up in the car. And because you can't judge how long it's going to take to get to London, I got there a bit early. So I parked up and I walked up to Edgware Road and there was a Waitrose and Partners around the corner. Stop calling it Waitrose and Partners. It was off thingy. I know, but... It's such a great joke. I love it. <laughs> it's on the Cockfields. Uh, the mum <laughs> said it and I thought that's the funniest thing in the world, Waitrose and Partners. <laughs> Uh, that's what mums would do, give it the full name. And I went in and I got you a bottle of mulled wine and I got you the pre-Christmas Radio Times. But they're doing a Christmas special in the pre-one. We should mention this. You might not be able to hear that in background. Uh, the cat, a wimber way. Yeah, so I got you that. Yeah. But that's got a preview of all the big hitters coming at Christmas. So maybe we should do an episode where you run through that top 24. Right, okay. Anyway, that was very Christmassy. Let's just mention the cat's new toy. So we went up to Highgate Wood to walk Charlie. Yeah. Not been up for a while. He's got his jingle bells on. We walked him in the wood. And the houses there, as we may have touched on before, are incredible around that wood. Yes, they are. They're gigantic. They look like super-sized council houses with the occasional grand designs house. Just look like they look like them post-war houses, you know, the the brick at the bottom, mock Tudor on the top, but they're like twelve bedrooms. Yeah, they're huge, insane. So the one that's right at the bottom of the path where you park your car to walk into the woods, we get out the other day. We get out the Picanto with Charlie. He's so excited; he's not been for ages. And there is a cat tower. And it's basically, it looks like a post box. Yeah. It's bloody huge, right? It's got three levels inside. It's, a, it's circular like mm-hmm. a post box, but three levels where the cat can get in. Yeah. Each with a comfy. And on the top, it's got a place they can lay down. And we look at it and it says a sign on it, please take free to a good home sort of thing. And it's brand new. Yeah. You looked it up on Amazon. How much were it? 100 quid. 100 quid. 100 quid for a cat tower. Yeah. Well, it's come from... That cat's come from a posh house. I mean, that cat tower was the equivalent of that house. Well, different... The thing is, that that cat tower probably had its own bedroom. Whereas <laughs> we're trying to squeeze it in to the tiniest little space that we've so got. We, we decided to take it. Anyway, I've still got that working class thing where even though it says I can take yeah. it, I feel like a criminal. Yeah. Do so you I'm, notice I walked off? You walk off. <laughs> Aggie, you take the dog and walk off. I'm trying to wrestle it into car. I mean, it was bloody huge. It's it's four feet tall. I, I'm the, I'm panicking. I'm like, how am I going to get this in car? I pick it up, and I you know they do that thing with something long. You put it against your belly, but it sticks directly out. Yeah. And I'm just panicking, just trying to get in car as quickly as possible. So I just threw it towards the car, and I'm not kidding. It weighs like a tree trunk. And it jammed me hand into the car. Yeah. So I've got this massive, what's that, like a two-inch gash on the back of my hand now. It's a big gash. The important thing to note is I handled it really well. Well, <laughs> now did you? Like, I, even as you're saying it now, it's making me want to laugh. And I I know it's it's wrong to laugh at people. If you'd have laughed then. Oh, you did a bit. <laughs> I and, did. And you soon realised. No, I, had, I was laughing because you're swearing, you're doing your thing. And I'm starting to laugh. And then you got even angry because you That's saw... That's funny! I broke my fucking hand! I think my fucking hand's broke after something really bad! Fucking hell! So then I'm internalising my laughter and like... Proud of you. Then going, you all right? <laughs> nope. I'm like, do you want to go home? Yes, but nope. And then... After something really bad! I think you knew when you saw it though because it quickly... Oh no, it looked... it like Awful. It was a big gash and it looked awful, but uh, then... If part, that had been you, I'd have felt bloody awful. Part way round, um, you uh, 
You apolo- it didn't take me long. Apologize. And I was like, whoa, well done for apologizing. I had the millennial version of, remember the John Cleese rant on Faulty Towers when he beats the car up with a stick? His car breaks yeah, down yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. running late. That's it. Fuck, that's it. Yeah. I had the, you know, the 2020s version of that. <laughs> just stood in the road like a big fat prick swearing yeah. at fresh air. There's, there's me wanting to just quickly get it in the car so they've not seen us take it. Like you said, even though they've said it's free, you can take it. But I'm embarrassed. So I'm like, I walk away. I'm wanting you to just get it in the car quick. And then you cause this scene, yeah, screaming, <laughs> screaming on this street with our tiny little car where, where you know, this this car's full of, uh, the road's full of Porsches and stuff yeah. like that with massive houses. And I'm not, I'm trying not to bring attention to ourselves. And you're stood there effing and blinding at the top of your voice. I'm I went like, from sneaking into the car so we didn't draw attention to ourselves <laughs> to drawing attention to, I would say, a 10 house radius. Oh. Fucking hell, it hurt though. It hurt. Yeah. Man baby. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Man baby. All right. Well, enjoy 1st of December opening your advent calendars. Yeah, just remember some links in there. There's the link to the Richard Osmond podcast, uh, Marina Hyde, well worth a listen to. The link to the elves, if you're doing the elves on the shelves this year, loads of ideas for you that you can rob or borrow from there. And um, yeah, well, I want to try and get a good few podcasts in before Christmas. Yeah, well, I think maybe we'll try and get um, the kids on some of them as well. Talk to Honey about how her uni's going so far. Because we did that with Leo. And I think people are quite interested on, you know, on... Hey, let's do a round table when they're all here. We'll set some mics up and we'll get all the family on. And we'll do a family one. Just like we did at the start of COVID when mm. we did the family quizzes. Because I think people would like that. Yeah, they'll hate it. But, but that's probably going to be really close. Either... Close to Christmas or it might be post in between, you know, in the lull, in the dead zone between Christmas and New yeah. Year. Well, Leo's not back until Yeah, we doubt we'll late. see him. So thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that one. Spread the word. And we'll see you next time. See you later. The end. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.